Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, August 20th, we look at Lesson 8, Seeing the Invisible. Together, let's see how God's power can be made manifest in our lives in the midst of the crucible. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 8, Seeing the Invisible. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, But uh, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. I thought that was going to be a movie at first. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> seeing the invisible. And uh, what, a, what a great uh, way to talk about our spiritual experience because uh, at times we lack the ability to discern the spiritual forces at work there around us. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the great deceptions that the enemy has has pulled over pulled the wool over our eyes by getting us to discount him but mm-hmm. also by discounting him we oftentimes discount god as well that's true and so seeing the invisible is not just about seeing god but it's also recognizing that we're in the midst of spiritual warfare as well discerning those spiritual forces at work by the way i can't help but mention a, a story because i was just at elmshaven uh, recently yes and when i was there walking in the second store i was reminded of a story of when Arthur G. Daniels, the church president at the time, was walking down the hallway towards Ellen White's uh, room to meet with her. And as he enters into the room, Ellen White asks him, Brother Daniels, did you see the angel? Mm. Walked by you in the, in the corridor. <laughs> can, can you imagine, you know, uh, having a, a conversation with a heavenly being and not, uh, not being aware and discerning, um, I mean, how could he? But no. but uh, that had to have been a startling moment for, for uh, uh, Daniels. <laughs> it's like, no, but Pins I'll make needles. sure my P's and Q's right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a little pinch there. Well, Romans uh, chapter 8, verses uh, 28 and onward talks about how good God is uh, with us. His uh, extravagance and the way that he... Uh, works and treats us. Romans yes. eight twenty eight to 39. I wish I could, I, I'm not going to read through this whole passage. It's quite a lengthy passage, but of course the most famous verse is probably verse 28. Mm. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him uh, and who have been called according to his purpose. And uh, I, I can't not read this verse and remember when I preached on it one time. You know the story, Buster. We were just talking about that at breakfast today. Yeah, so when when we were overseas and at, at nighttime, we were uh, attacked in our own home. Uh, providentially, I believe that our lives were spared. So I can spare you all the details on, on that. But um, uh, it was our last day of, of mission service where we were. And we were to fly back that next night, and I was supposed to preach that morning. So, after being attacked, of course, they took me away to the hospital to get checked out. I had a black eye; it was it was not pretty. And the passage I had previous to that happening had already chosen. It was in the bulletin. Right. It was Romans eight twenty eight. <laughs> this section of providential. This, I, I think so, in a way, ironically. And and I got up there and stood in front of the people and said, you know, I. Some of you know what happened, and I can't explain why there you go. this happened, but I believe God will bring good out of this, even this, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and and so yeah, we we may not always know immediately, uh, but we know that we do indeed have a loving God who cares about us. And that's part of what the rest of Romans 8 talks about, right? Uh, right. Whatever we go through, it's nothing compared to verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, the sacrifice of Jesus for us. Uh, whatever we may experience pales in comparison to the goodness of God and what he has done uh, for us. So yeah, we're going to experience bad things here on this earth, uh, but we know that um, God uh, will bring ultimate good out of that. And even should I have died when that happened, right? Or my family perished or whatever, um, even then um, God could have still brought good out of that. Yeah. You know, um, I thank God that our lives were spared. But uh, yeah, so this this promise that I, I remember, I reflect on, uh, and, and, and verse 35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Hmm doesn't matter how bad it gets yeah god's love is even Nothing, greater no one yeah it's profound yeah truly profound so um that's extravagant love and there's no better term for it yes indeed it is so uh in that vein of thought uh we have this uh in the name of jesus um what's the lesson here talking about buster you know, this is talking about John chapter 14, specifically verse 14, mm -hmm. but uh, it asks us to read verses 1 through 14. And just let me re-familiarize you with the passage, not by reading the whole thing, but one, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Mm -hmm. uh, it talks about, I'm going to uh, prepare a place for you, right? So giving them hope that's right there, but also helping them understand that you can't see it yet, but it's mm -hmm. coming. Yeah. Uh, hold on to it. Yeah. Uh, but then it ends with this, verses 13 and 14. Matter of fact, I'll start at 12. Mm -hmm. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Mm. Yeah, listen here, you can imagine hearing this during a week of prayer as a kid. And mm -hmm. like, he said anything, Lord, help there to be a pack of M&Ms underneath my pillow when I wake up. That's a, that, this is a true story. All I right. prayed that prayer. And when I woke up the next morning, guess what? There was no M&Ms there. <laughs> I'm like, but it says whatever you ask my name. Let's see here. I came to dinner, uh, to, to the breakfast table the next morning. Man, I was sad. And my dad said, what's wrong? It's like. Man, last night, Wednesday night prayer meeting, he said that whatever we ask, you know, will happen. He's like, well, what'd you ask for? He's like, for, for M&M's under my pillow. And my dad chuckled and he explained to me. He says, notice here, it's when we're praying according to his will. Uh, right? He's like, he's like, he's like, especially when you're praying for others. He's like, that's a selfish prayer. He's like, because yeah. you're wanting to benefit yourself. Well, I thought you were going to say Snickers. He had the wrong. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so when my dad said that he explained he's like he's like imagine praying for someone that's sick and they're healed ah. he's like that's the the type of thing that god he's like what did jesus pray for yeah oftentimes did he pray for uh, uh the father to to give him m&ms under his pillow i said well m&ms weren't existing back then but yeah i get what you're saying same now. idea yeah, yes yeah <laughs> uh, but you know what's really cool after after school that day guess who had a pack of m&ms for me my dad. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So I was like, well, what a well, loving dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but it reminded me of this, Michael, mm. uh, 
when we say this, it's we're praying, and I think the lesson brings out what clues are there in these uh, in these verses to help us understand the point that he is making. Mm-hmm. It says, "Our request is in the name of Jesus." Wow. We can't be certain that the whole machinery of heaven is at work on our behalf. We may not see the angels working all around us, but mm-hmm. there are sent from the throne of heaven in the name of Jesus to fulfill our request. Right. Mm-hmm. So. God is working to fulfill our request mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. I love it. Right? So just remember that. Be in the will by submitting our will to God's will and making sure that His will actually becomes ours. Beautiful. All right. So, Michael, tell us about the power of the resurrection. Yeah. So Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. And Ephesians, Pastor Paul, again, I love the book of Ephesians. <laughs> yes. So beautiful. It's amazing. And... I'll do some highlights here. Verse 18, I pray that the eye of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his inglorious inheritance in his holy people. And I want to mention, first of all, we've been talking about through this quarter about how we are a people of hope. That's where we finished off last week's, you know, is that we are a people of hope. And by the way, his inheritance isn't tangible things. It's not silver and gold. No. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I was having fun recently doing, I was digging in an archive and I'm not going to say where because I don't want to give this away (laughs) because it's not kind of really publicly available anyways. But I was was digging through old historic papers because that's what I like to do, attics and closets and never know what you're going to find. I found a a bunch of silver bullion. (laughs) It's like, what's this? What's this? And, And the person who at the institution like, oh yeah, somebody paid for their bill was silver a long time ago. It's just kind of sitting down here. Um, you just never know you what you're going to find doing archival work. You know, you I said, well, know. you need to look this account. I want you to know that this is here. And, you know, I said, well, don't worry. We, we trust you, you know. But, but um, <laughs> you know, we tend to think of inheritance in terms of silver and gold. Right. You know, you just never know what you're going to find. Uh, but, but God says his inheritance is his holy people. In other words, we are his inheritance. We are the object of his eye. We are the ones he loves. Our God is a relational God. And uh, in verse 19, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, Mm. far above all rule and authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Amen. So the power of the resurrection is the power that God gives to us, that transforming power that changes us into his image as we behold him because our God is a relational God and wants us to be in relation, in right relation with him because he is a God of love and relationships. Yeah, That's I love that, that power. That's that same power. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though we have that power, I, I have to be honest, Buster, there's times that I get worried. Yeah, I, so I, do as well. I know that's what this next uh, part of the lesson's about. Yeah, this is talking about our, where our worries, our anxieties, our, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But First Peter 5, 7, mm-hmm. uh, casting all your care upon him for he, uh, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Um, I will cast all my cares upon you. I think of that, that old hymn. Such a beautiful 
yeah, promise. It yeah. is. And it's quoting Psalm 55, verse 22. And, well, because it's so short, I, I, I guess I can go ahead and read that as well. And th- this simply says, Our Lord, we belong to you. We tell you what worries us, and you won't let us fall. Mm. Right? So we're casting those cares upon you once again. And then, of course, Matthew 6, 25 through 33 we think in there is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, but also tells us to not worry, to let tomorrow worry about itself, right? So making sure that we're in the present doesn't mean we don't have goals for tomorrow mm-hmm. and for the future, but mm-hmm. we're making sure that we're living in the present. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I, what I hear recently, that there's a big difference between fear and anxiety. Fear is actually a good thing sometimes because it's oftentimes in the present. If a bear is chasing you, you need to be afraid and adrenaline needs to come in and you need to run. Run. <laughs> All right. Anxiety is uh, fear that tomorrow when you go hiking, you're going to encounter a bear. Right. Yeah. So it's not actually. So oftentimes, so you see a bear around every tree. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so we have to be careful with that, of making sure that we, we recognize what's in the present. Sometimes, Michael, you need to go get help for your anxieties. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm not sitting here saying, oh, just pray it about, uh, pray pray uh, pray it out, and you're fine. God's going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to go see a counselor. Sometimes you need to go see a psychiatrist. Uh, whatever it might be. Uh, we've had several several students uh, that have gone under a regimen of that for a for a while, and oftentimes they end up tapering off, and sometimes they stay on. Whatever it might be, but. God, all the while, is there with us to help us through the process. Yeah. Uh, and he is saying, if you have that inner turmoil, because there's things you're not willing to face or haven't faced, turn to me. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be with you. And that's a promise that he gives us as we go through it. Uh, it says here, anxiety is caused by all sorts of things. It could be due to pressure from work, unexpected criticism, feeling that we are unwanted or unloved, mm-hmm. health or financial worries feeling that we are not good enough for God or believing that we are not forgiven. Mm. Well, all those things are things in life that happens. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to talk it out, have friends, family, loved ones. If you don't have any of those, have a counselor, or if you do have all those, a counselor, Mm -hmm. but also not neglecting our relationship that we have with God. Wow. Uh, And by the way, you can see a counselor and talk to God at the same time. Yeah. Right. So, I love how that those are not antithetical. No, yeah. and and some people believe it is, and we're erasing that uh, that that stigma. And so, please, work 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 on your relationship with God, but also utilize the resources that He gives you. Yeah, uh, that mental he, health is so important. It really is. And so, cast all your cares upon Him. Yeah, and allow Him to lead you and guide you as you seek healing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know at times in my life, I, I've, I've gone and gotten a counselor and encouraged oh, yes. other friends and family say, hey, is, this is a good thing. Yeah. It's a really good thing. By far. Yeah. So, Michael, tell us about still faithful when God cannot be seen. You know, this, this is those moments that all of us face when there are times when you just can't seem to see God in the midst of what's going on in your life. Right. Um, moments that seem kind of dark and... I think all of us go through those times, if we're really honest, uh, and maybe it's a time of depression, maybe it's a time of setback, maybe it's a, a divorce, maybe it's a failed uh, relationship or a job that's just not working out, whatever that might be. Uh, all of us go through times uh, where it doesn't seem like you can see where God is at. And there's a beautiful passage from Isaiah that I would encourage you to carefully uh, think about and reflect upon, not just with this podcast, but right. if you're going through one of those times, I would take a moment and look up in your Bibles and copy this down. Write it, write it on the mirror in your bathroom. Mm. Uh, do something 
yeah. take, take some lipstick or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> you know, just write it out or print it out and post it on your, uh, in your, in, somewhere where it's visible and, and you can see it. I wonder what Lauren's going to say. It's like, what are you doing with my lipstick on the mirror? <laughs> well, Michael told me to do it. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Isaiah 40 verses 27 to 31. I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my cause is disregarded by my God? By the way, you notice this is complaining, right? I mean, I, right. I love that in the Bible we see people that can express, and this is rhetorical, of course, but can express and say, you know, hey, God, I'm kind of upset at you. Yeah, you know? God can take it. Yeah. And, and verse 28, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth and he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak even youths grow tired and weary and the young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not, not get be tired. So just a, a beautiful promise. God is with us when even when we can't see him mm. and God will sustain us. Um, may not be easy, yeah. but he will be with us even in the most dark of times. That's one promise I'm continually look for. I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. I promise to make your life easier and easier as you, get, as you come to me. That's back to M&M's. <laughs> I, ha I haven't seen it, you know, right? Matter of fact, Matthew 7, uh -huh. wide is the mm -hmm. path to destruction, right? Yeah. Narrow, hard, difficult is the path towards him. Mm. Uh, and, and I shouldn't say towards him, towards uh, the goal, the ultimate goal, because look, yeah. at the, look at the path that he tread for us. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think this is a, a beautiful reminder this week that in the midst of uh, invisible uh, circumstances that God is, uh, we may not feel it, we may not like it, but he is still present in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. He's present in our lives and he wants to continually be present, but mm -hmm. will we be present with him? True. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just a beautiful reminder, wherever, whatever you might be going through in your own walk, um, your own journey, this particular moment, this particular uh, part or season of your life, um, uh, trust in him. Keep these promises. Get that lipstick out on the mirror. There you go. Print it out, this beautiful promise, and remember and trust that God is with you and he will strengthen you to rise up on wings uh, like eagles. So, um, you, you know, Michael, before uh, yeah, we, yeah. we close here, I recently read uh, this uh, antidote for someone who's secular and he's, mm -hmm. he shared this. He said he has an accountability mirror and he takes post-it no notes kidding. and he puts these post-it notes all over the mirror and he like, he challenges himself of goals that he has and he looks at himself. He's like, are you actually doing these things? And I said, you know what, what brilliancy that is found there being present? Because sometimes I feel like instead of using prayer and God as, as the hope and inspiration and also correction that we're supposed to, we oftentimes use them as a crutch mm. and God is not our crutch. He wants us to continue to grow and thrive and to be present and being present with God also means mm -hmm. being present with ourselves. Yeah. So what you're saying there about the mirror, you mm -hmm. know, we might laugh at it and chuckle at it, uh, but there's something about it uh, of God being a constant reminder for our walk with him and keeping it at the forefront of our minds 
to not be stagnant, but to actually grow in him, that even though he might be invisible, that he is actually visible through our own lives. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, let's claim that promise and and ask for God uh, to give us that discernment. Amen. Amen. Well, I think that wraps up for another week. So this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing Signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.